Welcome back to Stream of Thought. This is episode number 205. And we start things off talking about my most recent trip to Venice Beach. I got to be involved in an internet prank, had a little fun at the skate exchange that was put on by a couple friends, and then was reprimanded by a woman for smoking weed at Venice Beach. It was a fun-filled, adventurous day. And then Rick talks a little bit about what he's been going through these last few days, preparing for the big move to the East Coast. So with that being said, episode number 205 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so I go to Venice yesterday to skate, of course, and oh my gosh, what a crazy, fun-filled, adventurous day. So I get there because uh, a couple of the people were setting up like this skate exchange where you can just bring things that pretty much bring things that you find that you no longer value so that other people who might find value in them can take it. And everything was free for the most part. Um, so it was cool because I brought some stuff that I didn't need. So I'm going to use the restroom. And then I wash my hands and this guy who's about our age says, you know, hey, excuse me. Um, would you be willing to help us for our YouTube channel do a prank? We want to play a prank on you. I'll pay you 60 bucks. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he tells me what to do, and I'm off to the side, and I'm jogging up to the shower, and I start rinsing myself and everything. And the whole, you know, quote-unquote prank is he squirts shampoo on my head, and I'm like, I see it's all soapy. Right? Because they don't have soap and shampoo at the showers. It's just the water. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? I rinse it out. And then he puts more in. And I'm like, what the hell? Looking around, trying to figure it out. And I get a little bit more confused and agitated. And then uh, I'm just covered in soap. And I, run, and I walk around, and I'm doing some improv. And he's there, and we chase each other around the bathrooms. And then I run it across the sand, and I, I – purposely had tripped and fallen into the sand while chasing him and i got 60 bucks in my pocket you know within minutes of being there which is really cool but anyway i set everything up for the skate exchange and it's cool because it's it's super inform informal and you just have stuff laying out for people to pick and grab whenever they want it and it was cool because i'm skating because i don't want any of this stuff right and the stuff that was left over they took and they're donating it somewhere because i don't want to come back with any of this stuff and but it was cool because, you know, I'm skating and then I'm sitting there or whatever. And then I'm kind of looking around and I'm not paying attention. So I notice every so often there's just a couple things missing from the stuff that I brought. And it was cool because even though I didn't see someone pick it up, I just felt awesome. I find zero value in any of these. A lot of the stuff I've never used in years. It's, it's so cool to provide something for someone that they value that I no longer, that's of no importance to me, right? Like you said, the changing of the guard, there's a transition of hands, a transition of ownership. And even though I never saw him pick stuff up, I mean, some people did, but it was cool, like awesome. My, my trash is another man's treasure. I got a couple candles and a couple books and I can't remember what the things are called that you can put around your sunglasses or glasses so you can... 
they don't fall off your head, like if you're on a boat or whatnot. But look what I got here. Alien oh, abduction. A- alien, uh, alien abductions. And look, it's, it's, a thin, yeah. it's a thin little book that, you know, probably, honestly, a third grader could read this. I mean, it's only like – it's very little, but there's pictures and little captions, and it was – I saw it, and immediately I was like, oh, I have to have that. And then my second thought was Rick's – is going to make fun of me for this. But anyway, I got that. So you could bring things to exchange, or there were some people that were walking by that just grabbed stuff that they wanted. They didn't have to bring anything. Like, we all brought things with the premise that we don't want to go back home with any of this. Right? <laughs> so so it's like a Goodwill on the beach or something like that. Exactly. Anyway, we're sitting there, and this lady comes over, who I've seen before, who is one of the people that is there all the time, right? And, and she's very nice. She is very nice. And she says, hey, guys, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, so nice to meet you. Oh, like, uh, what are your names? Nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. And, oh, just want to let you guys know, you know, here at the Skate Plaza, we do not drink. We do not smoke. We do not uh, – you know, whatever. Uh, and all the rules are right there posted on the sign, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. And I'm, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not getting upset. You know, you just say yes and then light up later. And uh, and so she's saying all these things. And, oh, we're like, oh, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. And she walks away. And we're all looking at each other like, what the fuck was that? Because of all places in the world, in the entire world, nobody gives a shit if you are smoking. Nobody gives a shit about anything at Venice Beach. Doesn't matter if you're smoking weed. Doesn't matter if you're drinking. Doesn't matter if you're tripping balls on LSD or shrooms. Right? It does not matter what you are doing at Venice Beach so long as you're not hurting yourself or other people everyone is free to do to do whatever they want everyone is free to express themselves however they want in whatever form that means to them it doesn't fucking matter and everybody welcomes it everybody embraces venice for that very reason that you can just be yourself be whoever you want to be and you're on the beach and you're in california and you're living life and it's just nothing but Love and just having fun and enjoying the moment. So this lady comes over and does this whole spiel. And then she turns around and, walk, and walks away. And we're like, what the hell? But then uh, I think whoever it was like, it's so funny that that happened because one of the guys said, by the way, a woman in with red hair might come up and, you know, talk to you guys for a bit. Because also because they had a tent set up. They had a tent set up for shade, and then they had the little tables, and, and we were sitting in lawn chairs. And so she was also coming over like, what's going on here? Like, the, you can't set up a business. No, it's not a business. It's an exchange. We accept donations. Okay, because, you know, you have to have a permit and blah, 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 blah. You know, the whole nine yards, anything and everything she could think of, she pretty much gave us the rundown, bullet point rundown of what we couldn't couldn't do at the beach. Can I ask, is it a Karen? Yeah. But it's a different breed. It's a California Karen. 
because on the outside she seems bright because no. Karen's you can identify a Karen pretty quick. But I call her California <laughs> right. Karen because on the outside, you know, she seems all, you know, as far as the appearance, you know, groovy and cool, just kicking it in Venice. She's on the skates, right? Oh, yeah. But that's the tip of the iceberg, bro. <laughs> oh and so we're like, oh, I think she just wanted our names. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I thought she was just being super nice and whatever. I couldn't put it together, but afterwards I was like, oh, that does make sense because – Looking back, it seemed like there was a mo- there was a motive. Boom. Yes. Yes. Putting a name, right? Putting a name to the face. That was the oh motive. Oh my god. So the yeah. the the totally. rules it seemed like the, you know, telling of the rules and regulations was secondary. Right? The first thing I need to do is get their names so I can identify them if I have to snitch. The second wow. thing I'm going to do Objective B of the mission is to lay out the yeah. rules, right? So I could tell right then and there when she said, I think she just wanted our names. I was like, oh, my goodness, that sneaky snake. Sneaky snake. Oh, man. So I'm Dude, like, for a minute, that's so- oh. for a minute, I'm like, motherfucker. But then I was like, wait a minute, guys. We're in Venice. Even if she – no one's going to enforce this. Nobody is going to enforce anything. And this is the same woman. Uh, I remember I I told you how that one time when I like first went to Venice, when the plaza opened up, that there was a guy skateboarding, and she stopped the music and went on the microphone and was like, "We don't, you know, you can't, you're not allowed to skateboard here. It's only for roller skates." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of harsh. Whatever." Now that makes total sense after this um, encounter. I guess you can say that makes total sense, but it doesn't stop. First, before I continue, do you have any questions? <laughs> I I am I am feeling so many different things right now. Um, I I have I have a sense of where this is going. Okay, uh, I just want to make sure that all are aboard, right? <laughs> that no one's being left behind on this. Yeah, uh, no 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 questions as to how this has occurred and the the right. place the place that it's going. So then, you know, everyone's moving around, we're all talking, hanging out, and uh they're like, "Oh yeah, like she'll do stuff like that sometimes. Like she knows everyone, she gets everyone's name and you know." So then I'm skating and I'm watching one of these guys that is uh incredibly talented. One you know, one of the guys that's been skating I think at least 25 years. It's got to be, but uh He's teaching a dance, and I'm there kind of watching and trying to jump in when I can. I jumped in a little bit late, so some of the moves I can't get. But anyway, all the time, every time I'm there, it's just awesome music, awesome vibes. Everything is amazing, and you literally feel like you are living in a dream. Then the music stops. And this lady gets on the microphone, and we're all just no, like, you know, no, it, it's no, that, no, it's not the same woman, is it? Yes, the no. same person. And it's one of those moments where, in everyone's head, you know, even though there's no DJ equipment, it's just set up with really solid speakers and a phone or whatever. There's no DJ equipment, but everyone heard the record scratch sound, the sound effect you hear in movies. You know, when the music suddenly stops and everyone's attention gets turned to one thing, to one that one person or that one spot in the room. That's what happened. We're all like, what the hell? We look, 
and she's like, you know, here at the skate plaza, this is only skating. We do not allow hula hooping of any sort, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, what the fuck? And we look over and there's a girl who has um, a hula hoop and she's hula hooping it like around her arm, spinning, spinning, like dancing, dancing with the hula hoop, right? And she's saying, you know, and the music will not go back on until you stop. And she's just spinning. And and I can't recall if she didn't care and she just kept spinning or if she had earbuds in and she couldn't hear or if she had earbuds in and still didn't care. Like, I can't remember, right? Because she's going on for a few – for, you know – good 10 or 15 seconds after that lady's talking on the microphone and everybody in the plaza is just like, what? And I'm looking around and people, the look and demeanor that I see from, from half the people there are not again, come on, not again. Let's just play the music and have it. Everyone's having a good time. No one has a problem with anything and record scratch. No hula hooping. I'm like, what's next? No dancing? Honestly, what ma- what difference does it make if she has a hula hoop in her hand? And then she like threw it in the air and she like almost caught it, but it kind of fell down to the ground. And then that was it. And she put the music back on. But it was funny because I never knew that about her because I had seen her before. But my only experience was when she had said, hey, there's no skateboarders here. This is only skate. Uh, roller skating and that was the end of it so i didn't know that this is an ongoing thing with this person not to mention the experience i had when she she got our name and was like there's no smoking I'm like okay it's not a problem blah 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 and then later i hear that the two girls i was with told me oh yeah this person told us about her so then i get that experience and then another where uh the hula hoop so i'm like from my point of view, it's like, wow, I am getting a grand introduction to one of the individuals who comes here. This is everything you need to know about them. And it said it all, right? And then someone said too, and I was thinking as well, uh, it's like, you know what? People like that, you have to feel sorry for them because it just it doesn't click. There's something that just doesn't click. And for whatever reason, they have to have power in a situation that does not demand power of any type. Especially, I mean, of all the places. Venice Beach, California, at the Skate Plaza. The one place, I mean, that is rooted in just love and positive vibes no matter who you are. No matter what you're doing, right? And then this happens. Like, and you gotta feel sorry for him. It's like what I'm always so curious, like what happened in someone's life or what series of events has happened that has led them to be the person they are, where interactions with other people, those people are left with a bad taste in their mouth. On a you know, I I don't know. But I here's the weird thing too, is cause I see other people going up to her and like when you know throughout the day like giving her a hug oh hey great to see you haven't seen you in a long time how are you blah 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 
And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, but if I see her, you know, I'm sure I'll see her again. And if I encounter her again, you, you, I can't help, but just be nice. Just try and be nice. Right. But it was just, it was so surprising that that experience happened in Venice beach. Right. I can expect that like a flash dance scenario, you know, obscene, quote unquote, obscene dancing in a rural town, stirring up commotion, getting the teenagers to shake their hips. Right. I can understand that. But Venice, that was a trip, man. And I didn't even take anything that day. Honestly, I feel like that is completely appropriate to, like, empathize with the fact that this is probably the only thing the woman has in her own life. Like, like it's so internalized. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Right, no, that's exactly it. I mean, you don't know, like, preservation. Like, who knows? You don't know what people's story... I remember seeing a, vi- a video clip with Gary Vee, and he's like, like, stop playing yourself pretty much. Like, stop... Uh, judging people or thinking you know what's going on you really only know what's going on and he says in four or five people's lives including your family and even then you don't even really know for perfect example you and me i mean over the course of the whatever it's been three or four years that we've been doing this regularly like i can honestly honestly say just because of the time and just the passiveness of just having conversation that you know me a lot – you probably are the – you and there's maybe one other person that know me the best. But even then, you guys don't really know me. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has their inner demons yeah, or buddy. things that they're afraid to share or they're whatever the fuck. Anyway, what I'm getting at is who knows? Like, yeah, like you said, this could be someone's only paradise and maybe for whatever reason, they don't – they are not um, – you know, they don't condone just drinking two beers or smoking a joint. Who knows why? Not my business. Obviously, you know, something like that could affect someone in their past. You don't know. You don't know. You don't fucking know. So just try and be nice. And so so just to insert my own personal experience, because today I spent the entire day in my final CPE group, um, just the, the chaplaincy program that we had. And it was more or less kind of a an evaluation of our experiences over the course of the past year or so. Holy cow. So, first of all, um, this was something that I haven't done for almost a decade. And I was kind of... I don't know what I was looking forward to. I, I knew that there were going to be certain things that came up. But then... There was a member of our group that, because part of the reflection is to comment on all of the other members of the group. And the <laughs> the comment <laughs> to me was basically uh, something to the extent of he's not able to express his emotions. And that means that he's not able to communicate his, his full state of being and that's putting it nicely it was it was a visceral it was like a takedown holy crap it was like a takedown of the fact that i am i tend to be kind of like mutual conversations i don't tend to get like super aggressive stuff like that 
and that was the criticism. Like this is this should be a space for us to to be kind of fully who we are. And I was like, damn. I mean, really? I I that, are are you telling me to be you know a little more aggressive? <sighs> so guess. Oh what my goodness. I did in Please. the wisest of choices did, that I could possibly make. Did you have a meltdown? Did you flip out on her? Were you a little bit more uh, terse <laughs> than you should have been? <laughs> so, so <laughs> it's like I took that and I was like, um, okay, like you want me to be honest? I feel like I've been attacked. I feel like I have been attacked for being a straight white male in a group of diverse people where I am the only straight white male. And there are so many derogatory comments coming towards my type of personality. And that bleeds over to every conversation that we've had. And so I, I, I'm not somebody and I said this too. I mean, this is all kind of a, a reoccurrence. I know that other people have reasons for acting the way they do. And I think that's a good thing to understand other people's perspectives. And when I get frustrated, what do I do? I refrain from speaking. I allow it to like percolate in my mind. I, I, I let it marinate. I let it sit. I let myself have that chance to be able to, like, say, okay, I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. And I felt like I was being attacked for the fact that I wasn't going to be reactionary. I wasn't going to to act like an a-hole in that moment. I wanted to, and I said that, too. Like, I, I wanted to be totally upfront and honest, and I kind of called out maybe... A, a particular individual in this in this uh, dialogue says, "I I don't want to do that. I don't. I just. But there's such a fundamental difference between like the ministry that we have and this like in theory an open and honest dialogue with one another where we don't judge. We try to listen. We try to grow." from different experiences but hey if you're if you're telling me to be like angry and upset fine here you go and so i i said some things that were it was it was nothing it was nothing personal attack wise but it was definitely something that i would not have said under like normal circumstances this was like extreme stress like the the pressure that puts down and you have to say something and I'm just like fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. And so, were you honest while keeping a calm tone, or were you being honest and you're okay? So you were very calm. It was, it so... was like all that, but okay. Uh, and and even okay. and the irony too is while I was saying this because it was said in kind of a calm manner, it's like. We're not we're not feeling your emotion. You're saying these things, but we're not really feeling your <laughs> And so it ended up kind of evolving into this thing where I just said, "Listen guys, I mean, you you are a dramatically diverse demographic than 
what I am and who I deal with. It's really hard to try and communicate in ways where it's acceptable to you. And I feel attacked in a lot of ways where there's these offhanded comments and stuff like that. Because a lot of it comes down to the women of the group saying we're women and we are being discriminated against by the males, the, the male bosses that we have. And men, men inherently are bad. Men inherently want power. Men inherently want to control the conversation. And I hear this time and time again, and I'm like, enough, enough, come on. Like, I was raised by women, and that, that was kind of the, the thing that I led with. Asked me to list nine out of, you know, ten, ten top mentors of my life, nine of them will be women. Like, I... It's, it's, it's in my, and so it came to a point where I said, don't tell me, don't tell me what I can and cannot understand or comprehend. And I actually did say this, um, cause you don't know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the world that I've lived and ex like, accept what I'm saying and try to like, assume the best about me as opposed to assuming I'm a part of the male hierarchy that's going to oppress you and keep you from getting to where you are. Like, like, yeah, that could totally be your worldview, but I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking autonomous human being sitting before you right now telling you that's not the world that I have lived. That's not the, the soup that I've been swimming in. So yeah, I'm, I'm tired, man. Uh, it's just, why, like, why? Just, like, why do people believe those sort of things in the same way that you were saying that that, that Karen person, dude, I mean, that she came up to you. I don't even know, dude. Did, did I, did I totally just derail the whole conversation? No, 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 not at all. It's just, I, I, I know I sounded like, I, I sounded a little deflated, but I'm, I was just like, thinking like dude it's you know i'll never understand no matter how hard i try like why does this happen it's like what I, it's exhausting to try and figure it out right like he's like we've said before you can't be rational the ra right you the rational mind cannot make any progress when there is an irrational mind as well like you try and get into an argument or convey ideas or apologize or just communicate in any form the irrational mind will always pull you in and suck you dry and the only way that you can win is to do what you would normally not do which is shut the fuck up and walk away because you're rational so you want to open up and communicate but the only way that you can truly win is to do everything uh, against your nature and and so here here's something that i'm kind of wondering what your thought would be if you had a chance to meet 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 your karen once again and she was like you know oh you're walking on the sidewalk that's not allowed right now or, or something you know something stupid like that um the thing that I was thinking about at the end of, <laughs> because this was the final conversation that we had for our cpe group and I thought to myself, 
if I could have kind of a, a final sentiment, it would be, and this is in a relatively safe environment where I'm not going to be, like, aggressive or anything like that, um, to a particular individual who basically says, you know, white straight males, they are the enemy, is more or less kind of the attitude that's, you know, been portrayed, is for me to say, I know, I know that we're never going to see eye to eye. But that doesn't mean that we can still learn something from one another. And I hope if we have the opportunity to, like, continue a dialogue, continue a conversation, something like that, that we can we can work with those differences. But I want you to know that I know and feel your bias. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like... What you think, what I think, it matters the the harmony, the ecosystem that we're a part of. And if we can maintain that, despite our differences, I'm cool with that. Let's 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 try and find a way. But it was like if I had the chance to like kind of say, I see what you're doing. It's not cool, but I'm, you know, I want us to, like, live together <laughs> like, in in whatever that is. You hit the nail on the head with that. Harmony. You just want everything to be in harmony, which is what Venice Beach is. Everything is in harmony. Everything has its place. There is the ecosystem. There are all sorts of different flish or flish, fish swimming around, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say, there's all sorts of fish living and swimming around. There, I mean, there, there, so, there's, there's flesh yeah, too. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking, you know, my brain when that happened, my the wheels were already turning. I'm thinking, what would be a funny response? How would I do this? One thing that happened was would be like, okay, absolutely no problem. And then the second she turns her back to walk away, I light up. And, you know, she turns her back thinking, mission accomplished. And then what does she hear? She hears the sound of the Bic lighter go from unlit to lit. Right? And so but that is it's, just – It's a little, you know, it's a little, you know, kind of like – It's it's very funny and comical <laughs> and would make me laugh so much. But then, yeah, exactly that. Vindictive. And it doesn't help anybody. So – Another idea that I had was uh, when she uh, was on the microphone, I was thinking, you know what? Keep going, lady. Keep going. Because you know what I want to see? I want to see a mutiny. I want to see everybody start looking together, kind of nodding their heads. You know, the people are like, hey. And then there's some rustle in the bustle. And then all of a sudden you have mob mentality. And she gets rushed. And we pick her up. And we walk over to the ocean. And we throw her in the water and then we go back and <laughs> everything goes back to normal. But that was another idea that I had. And then another one was if she was like, no smoking weed, I would be like, do what I might be do whatever you want. The police station is right there. Call the police, call whoever. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I am not afraid of the consequences because there are no consequences. Right. It's going to be a situation where whoever is the uh, whoever is the arbiter is thinking, 
God damn it. <laughs> Why am I doing this right now? Because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Even w- when you're in a situation where the arbiter is rolling their eyes, you're like, all right, cool. I'm not in the, exactly. I've been validated. I'm not in the wrong. And then the other idea, see, I'm just coming up with all these ideas. My mind is racing when I was thinking of this. The other idea that I had was, uh, you know, she threatens, um, you know, whatever. Uh, then I'd say, let's vote. Let the people decide. And then she'd cut the music. And then she'd say, this, this gentleman, yada, yada, yada. And, but what she's really doing is just getting everyone upset at her. Right? But at the end of the day, the only thing you can do is just shut the fuck up and uh, yeah. just try and be nice. <laughs> Even, yeah, I don't know, man. And and that's kind of something that I was thinking about because in my group, anyway, it's isolated. It's insular. Like, we're all in this, like, safety bubble. And we can, we can talk. We do. But, dude hearing that sort of sentiment from the person who I was talking to about me being like a white straight male who didn't understand. I was like, Oh man. And bitterness too. Like angry, like not, not happy with the way that the world's working. And so she's going to make sure every single person knows what's wrong. And it feels a little bit like I'm hearing that kind of trans transference kind of thing with your particular instance. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just so crazy how in a situation like that, the only way to win is to just let that person do whatever they want. Like you can't, Especially you're in a park setting. Like this isn't an organization where there is a hierarchy and there are like firm consequences, right? We're just hanging out at the park. We're just hanging out at the beach, skating. So it's very – it's extremely inclusive and open-ended. It is not closed circuit, right? And so you can't – you can't tell someone you can't. You're not welcome here for be, because you're an asshole. They're always going to come back, right? They, they're always, you know, maybe in a tribal setting, right? Being banished or hey, you're being an asshole. In a situation like that, I would I could see it work. But in a modern setting, in an urban environment, at the park, oh yeah, right? Because you got to be cool. Back in the day, right? You had to be cool because if you were an asshole, there were consequences for being an asshole. Your tribe or your small village or whatever uh, would – you'd be ostracized. And then you'd have to think about your behavior and next time (laughs) you're not going to repeat that. Yes. No, totally. Right? It's that simple. It's so simple. But in today's world – you get rewarded for being a dumb fuck. It's it's all PC culture. All the like there's an excuse for everything. It's totally unacceptable, honestly. And somehow the goody two shoes of the world are always the ones they're always the majority. How are the goody two shoes the majority and they're the ones that always have the power? Yeah. 
right? How? I don't get it. Because somewhere in, a, in the string, in the hierarchy of whatever organization, it almost seems like, like you can't win because maybe your boss is a goody two-shoes and it's a pain in the ass. But his, his or her boss isn't and, they're co- and, and you're cool with them. But because of regulation, you always have to go with the goody two-shoe or vice versa. Your boss is super cool, but their boss sucks. And whoever you are, it's like there is less of a consequence to just not do anything than if you were to try to resolve something. Yeah. And it's a lose-lose for people that are totally normal and rational and have good intention and are just cool and understand the spirit of the law as opposed to the letter of the law. There is an ebb and flow, right? It is a pendulum. There are times when you need to adhere to one side more to the other. It doesn't have to be black and white. Discretion is encouraged. Discretion. So uh, speaking of discretion, I have my flight in like 12 hours from now. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am not looking forward to the early morning flight. It's a 6.30 a.m. like departure. (sighs) What, I mean, what are your thoughts? What time are you getting to the airport? What time, what time? Okay, let me ask you this. Your flight is at 6.30 a.m. Or I should say any flight, any day, 4 p.m., whatever the day. What is the appropriate amount of time? that you believe uh, is a safe uh, safe time frame from the time that you get to the airport to the time that your flight takes off? And does it differ from your parents? So I remember growing up, and I don't know if you were this way, where we would get to the airport like two to two and a half hours early. And we would just sit in the airport for fucking two hours. Like... Midway became a, like a second home. It felt like, <laughs> honestly, I. Uh, it's so easy to do as an adult, but it sucks to do as a kid, especially when you're growing up in the '90s and you don't have iPad or Netflix or, I mean, you have Game Boy or <laughs> anything, anything. I mean, like just something to keep you occupied. You know, maybe read a book or something. But uh, yeah, so. It was the same hour and a half to two hours two, two I'm sorry, two to two and a half hours because though we would fly standby. And so sometimes we'd have to take earlier flights just in case we don't get on a flight. Cause it has happened where we are sitting in the airplane about to, uh, about to go to the runway and they're like, Oh, these people showed up. You guys got to get off or you don't get on the flight at all. Anyway. Right. So your flights tomorrow, you got to be there probably by 4am. That's what I'm guessing. 4.30. So I'm I'm going to get there probably. So it, 6.30 flight. I'm going to get there probably around 5.15-ish or so. You know, give it a good hour, hour 15, hour and a half, like, to, to do the stuff. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, like, I'm worried about this whole, like, pandemic thing where I don't know. If there's going to be, like, that extra element of, of trying to, you know, scan or something like that. where Well, my dad was supposed to go to Europe, but then he couldn't go because whatever airline he was going to fly on required a COVID test. 
and he tested positive, even though what? he's been vaccinated, right? So he's fully vaccinated, and he has it in his body, but he's not sick because he's been vaccinated. But because he tested positive, he couldn't go uh, – he couldn't fly out. Yeah. So – I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. I have literally been packing for like the past two days or whatever because I don't know how long I'm going to be out there. And at the same time, man, like there there is uh, not just the the I mean, I don't care when it comes to flying, but the kind of transition of life is something that has been kind of simultaneously on my mind so yeah it's all right dude i mean this is the awkward period where you're like having to uh pass through to the other side but i think once you get there you spend a week or two there you get settled in you get a routine going you'll be good yeah so so what's on your mind right now we'll wrap it up here real quick but do you have any last minute uh thoughts about your trip or what is going on right now in your head what is something positive going on in your head we had my brother turn 33 years old yesterday and so we had a family gathering my sister has a new dog who's almost identical to our old dog and so (laughs) we came over and i have to say man talk about a great send-off like to be with family just to to be around loved ones um it's great to have a good send-off it's great to have an amazing experience with family right uh you don't know what the future is gonna hold but if you can be surrounded by loved ones why not embrace that uh that opportunity i feel like right now you know you're standing on the ship and there's confetti in the air and everyone that you know is standing at the port waving you goodbye Bon voyage, Ricks. Bon voyage. And you're waving back. Yes. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I will return. Bon voyage, everybody. Bon voyage. I just, I, I just hope that I'm not on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that is my one. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Hopping on the Titanic, taking everything, jumping on that ship, leaving everything you know behind, Mr. Jack Dawson. (laughs) And, yeah, we all know what happens. There's not enough room on the door. (laughs) It's fucking doors, man. (laughs) Fucking doors. That's funny. That's good, though. It's good that you feel – so you've got a positive vibe. You're, it's just it's just the the landing, right? I know you, you know, it's, or the, this interspace where you're getting a great send off. You know you'll be okay. We were talking last week about you know a routine that you can do, and you're pretty excited about it. But it's just this very short interim period that you're in right now. Yes, and and for as much as I bitch and moan about all the stuff that we've talked about, like, yes, I can be, like, a factory of complaining, which is fine. But when it comes to those moments of, like, transition to have people around you to support you in those moments, dude, 
Like, it's so powerful. I mean, yes, I am such a flawed human being, but people still love me. And so, I don't know. As long as you have somebody who is close to you, at the very least, I know that I can turn to you in times of great, like, stress and anxiety. I mean, that's part of... Honestly, literally, what I would have talked with you about, um, about this whole move thing happened on this podcast, so... I don't know, like, it's, I, I think it's, it's good to know that there are people who you can share some of the, the harder things. For sure. Yeah, it's therapeutic. All right, well, we'll wrap it up right there. And I think uh, this is a perfect moment to say until next time, because we don't know when that's going to be. I know you're flying out. You're going to have to get settled in. Who knows what obstacles might come up all of a sudden. You forget something that you need, whatever the case may be. So, as usual, until next time. Until next time. <laughs>